In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Fun, 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 fun. Light speed to the wondrous and wonderful. Cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Ah, if it isn't the only bookworm in town. What's that word again? Inspired. I have to sing. I have to play. The music, it's, it's not just in me. It is me. We're happier when you don't sing. Welcome to Notably Disney your ultimate podcast covering Disney music and books. I'm Brett Knackman, your host. Here we dig a little deeper and explore the great wide somewhere about everything under the Walt Disney Company umbrella as it pertains to tunes and writing, from the theme parks and television screens to the Broadway stage and the silver screen, if it relates to anything Disney songs, soundtracks, books, articles, or other things that you can listen to, or read about involving Disney, we'll examine it here. On this episode of Notably Disney, I'm going to be sharing with you some brief reviews of some recent titles that were published by Disney Editions to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Disney. Of course, that celebration is the Disney 100 Years of Wonder, and with that has come the debut of four new books that celebrate different aspects of the Walt Disney Company in in distinct ways. And it's worth noting that I received review copies, although by no means is that influencing my perspective of these titles. And I'm not going to go into a ton of depth with each of the books, but I want to provide you with some perspective in case you are wondering if you should be picking up uh, any of these and adding them to your Disney collection. And that's really going to be contingent on your entry point to Disney and what your intentions are in having any of these books. So we'll start off with the official Walt Disney quote book. And you might remember during the 100 Years of Magic celebration from just about 22 years ago that coincided with Walt Disney's 100th anniversary of his of his birth, um, there was a book called The Quotable Walt Disney. Um, That was a small paperback book um, that featured a a plethora of great quotes. Um, This is kind of in that same spirit, also published by Disney Editions. In this case, you have uh, 21 chapters on different categories, different parts of Walt's life, um, and and, and not only his life, but also his interests, uh, priorities, his values. And what I really appreciate about this book is that there are uh, images scattered throughout. So, you can, so for the folks unfamiliar with Walt Disney, you get to see him in a variety of different uh, situations, whether it be traveling or with family, um, related to some of his different projects. Um, it's it's a nice little encapsulation of, of Walt's life. And then there are, of course, these hundreds of quotes scattered across nearly 350 pages that uh, give you perspective into 
who he was as an individual. Um, what's kind of fun is that there are silhouettes of characters uh, from the Disney library that appear on uh, certain pages, often um, related to quotes that um, are about them or in that same vein. So uh, there's that famous uh, notion of Walt Disney never being into sequels. There's a quote where he says, I've never believed in doing sequels. And what is that accompanied by? Well, the three little pigs, because of course that was the first illustration of, of a true sequel because of that short's massive success uh, from the early 1930s. So the official Walt Disney quote book is a title that would be worthy in your collection if you want to have some primary sources um, to learn more about Walt and the, the many different projects and creations that he was associated with, that he spearheaded. I find it to be a, a nice little addition to my bookcase. It's uh, not very big um, in size. Um, it's can easily hold it in one hand. It is hardcover. Um, you know, it retails for about uh, $25, I believe. And, you know, I think it, it definitely has some merit if you want to be able to see a bunch of Walt Disney quotes cataloged in one package. So um, that's the first of four reviews. Again, these are brief uh, because I want to give space for you to explore uh, some of these on your own, should you be so inclined. Uh, we're going to turn it now to Walt Disney and American Original, which is the uh, official biography of, of Walt Disney. This is a commemorative edition. Uh, Bob Thomas being the legendary author here who crafted this title and released it uh, in first in 1976, and then it was re-released again in 1994. So this serves as the third edition, so to speak, but there's not a whole lot of new content in here, um, save for some brief essays from folks who are connected with the Walt Disney Company in meaningful ways. First off, you have a foreword from his grandson, Christopher Miller, of course, son of Diane and Ron. And he writes about um, how for years there were just so many inaccuracies uh, about his grandpa and how this book essentially told his story correctly uh, and would eventually inspire much of the information that uh, you see in various texts scattered around the Walt Disney Family Museum, which of course um, is the uh, creation, the, the passion project um, of his late parents. Um, Jeff Curdy, meanwhile, who's a you know a famous uh, Disney author and historian, he's been on the podcast before, um, he writes the introduction um, and he discusses the utility of this biography and its developmental process, right? This was a project that was years in the works that uh, originated years after Walt's death um, and ultimately served a really important purpose in telling Disney history, uh, Walt Disney history, during a time when it was harder to come across information, right? This is the mid-1970s here. Uh, so he writes a little bit in the beginning, and that's followed up with a prologue from Mar Marcy Carriker Smothers, who's been on the podcast multiple times uh, in light of her recent releases. Uh, and Marcy gives additional context on how important it was for Walt's story to be told. The afterword comes from Rebecca Klein, otherwise often known as Becky Klein, uh, the head of the Walt Disney Archives, who further demonstrates the importance of this text um, and really the value of it in sharing Disney history, uh, mentioning how um, it's this book that she's writing about um, is stored in the Walt Disney Archives as well. Um, so altogether, there's only um, some 
several new pages um, added onto this several hundred piece of text um, pages piece of text. It's a it's quite thorough. Um, each of the main chapters is separated by eras of Walt's life. It's extremely thorough and rich and insightful, masterfully researched. Um, you know, Walt's life was uh, nothing short of incredible and uh, unexpected, and and Bob Thomas's book is renowned for that, for for capturing the rawness of Walt's experience in a way that uh, is true and is thoughtfully crafted. So, uh, needless to say, this is a, a strong recommendation. It's a it's a book that for anybody who's really interested in Walt Disney as a person needs to own, and it's a uh, just uh, this is a perfect opportunity to bring it to readers who may not have been acquainted uh, with it um, based on the fact that the prior edition comes from three decades ago. So Walt Disney and American Original, this is the commemorative edition by Bob Thomas. Now, if you're feeling uh, rather artistic, might I recommend Art of Coloring, 100 Images to Inspire Creativity. Of course, uh, the Art of Coloring series from Disney editions uh, related to different aspects of Disney has been very popular over the years as we've transitioned into the, this age where it's totally okay for adult coloring books to exist and we're, we're using it as a space to relax and be centered and to connect with um, imagery in, in distinct ways. Um, there's been this wave of adult coloring books the past 10-15 years, I would say, and um, Disney's uh, contributed to that. and. Uh, the conversation is extended into uh, this 100 Images to Inspire Creativity, which I would say is very comprehensive and attending to all different parts of the Walt Disney Company. Um, it's categor categorically presented, um, so there are like little chapters, so to speak, um, but it, there's very little text except for on the bottom of each page. There's a, a brief description of what the imagery uh, honors, and the categories or themes of the chapters align with the Disney 100 exhibition, um, which currently, um, as of recording this, um, is debuting, or has debuted, I should say, in Philadelphia. So the first uh, chapter is called uh, Where Do the Stories Come From? And this features artwork from some of the earlier productions, like the Silly Symphony shorts, um, but also scattered are some storyboards from recent films like Turning Red. So uh, really spanning all 100 years of the Walt Disney Company, you see that uh, demonstrated in, in just this little chapter. Uh, at the beginning of each chapter, you will find uh, the gallery poster from the exhibition. Um, so there's a gallery poster associated with each theme. Uh, you can draw that here as well. These are really uh, clever and uh, lovingly designed. I quite enjoyed the Innoventions one that I'll mention later. But uh, the next chapter is Illusion of Life, which features the process of drawing characters. Spirit of Adventure and Discovery. Uh, is kind of self-explanatory, includes everything from a collage of characters in flight, so your Buzz Lightyear and friends that fly, uh, to a montage of images from the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Uh, there's also a vast diversity of live-action films from the past, from really Walt's era. So uh, what I appreciate about this, it's not like this coloring book is just attending to the Disney princesses and pirates and uh, the latest Pixar films. It's really a, a snapshot of everything Disney. Uh, Tron uh, manifests too. Uh, in the Magic of Sound and Music chapter, you'll find Professor Owl from 
um, those uh, classic shorts. Of course, I associate him with the sing-along songs series of VHS tapes. Um, so he's in the in the gallery poster. Um, on subsequent uh, pages, you'll find uh, images associated with um, musical Disney characters, including uh, Darby O'Gill and the Le- Little People. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't have expected that, but that's kind of a fun find. In the World Around Us chapter, you'll see an emphasis on nature. So there are actually posters from the True Life Adventure series, um, which, um, you know, again, makes me think of the recent uh, title from Didier Getz, which you can listen to. Um, that's a past episode of Notably Disney from last fall. Um, so, yeah, True Life Adventure series, you know, you you sometimes think about that as just like a, a little piece of in a sense, forgotten Disney history, but they're making space for it here, which is pretty cool. In the Innoventions chapter, um, it's there's just kind of a hodgepodge of different images, including some vintage coloring book art of Disney characters, I believe from the 1950s. Uh, so what's cool too is there's not only these uh, newer images, but also um, a little piece of the past. In your Disney World A Day in the Parks chapter, uh, you're going to find a, a part of a vintage Disneyland map kind of blown up, so it focuses on all the detail, uh, primarily on, I think, Main Street and Adventureland. Uh, but there's also a page of line art of Space Mountain, so if you want to draw the famous uh, spires of Space Mountain with different colors, go right ahead. The Wonder of Disney features a variety of classic characters, and then the last chapter is we are just getting started, which is uh, potential posters associated with the Disney 100 celebration. Uh, there's a mix of pages. Um, you know, if you're if you love uh, coloring with you know finest details and, and really really small, um, there are some tight spaces. Um, other uh, images they're quite big, so there's a lot of room for for drawing. It's this is a really cool book, um, mind you. I'm not necessarily one who engages in coloring and quite honestly at the moment I don't want to I don't want to mess it up by by drawing within all the lines because it, I just love the current presentation without my artistic qualities but this is a really fine addition to your Disney collection um, particularly if you are uh, prone or inclined to draw finally I'm going to mention the story of Disney 100 years of wonder this is kind of the uh, primary book, if you will, of the celebration. It is the uh, the main exhibition book uh, associated with uh, Disney 100. Um, so you will see how this uh, directly aligns with the exhibition against holding that 10, primarily 10 chapter format, where each chapter focuses on a different theme, which is associated with a different gallery. I can see the rationale for the consistency here um, because there's a direct tie-in. But what you'll find is that this book from uh, John Baxter, who I've had on the podcast before, he t- he talked about his um, ABC News 75 Years uh, title, uh, Bruce Steele and the staff of the Walt Disney Archives. Uh, the collection of these folks, uh, they bring distinct perse- perspectives and insights about Disney. This is a huge hardcover book, um, a companion book to the exhibition, as I mentioned. Um, but I will say this is a book that's not necessarily for the diehard Disney fan for the connoisseur. This is a an overview of Disney for folks who are perhaps not as well acquainted with Disney. Um, there, like, like I said, there are chapters um, related to um, each of the, the gallery spaces, and consequently, um, 
you'll find that there are these little essays of sorts within each chapter, with each essay, some being a page long, others spanning a few pages, um, focused on a different subtopic. This is not a chronologically presented book. This is not like the book that was released uh, around the time of the uh, 100 Years of Magic celebration that actually focused on Disney history chronologically. That was more straightforward. And you know what? I, I appreciate the creative experimentation here in aligning with the gallery theme. I know there's intentionality behind that. But what's challenging about that is that you're just getting a little taste of different parts of Disney related to a common theme per chapter. Case in point, the chapter on the day in the parks. So there are essays on each of the following topics. The development of Disneyland, one page about the e-tickets, building Shanghai, placemaking, the haunted mansion, attraction backstories, the costumes that Imagineer Alice Davis created, Tokyo Disney Sea's development, Mary Blair, lands that are enveloping like Cars Land and Galaxy's Edge, nighttime shows, hotels. So as you can tell in just that description, these are little pieces about uh, a much bigger topic. Um, I wouldn't say that these topics were pulled from a hat. There's obviously reasoning in, in trying to give ask, giving space for both individuals who are important, um, important places, uh, processes, um, even a singular attraction in the case of your haunted mansion. But this kind of scattered uh, approach means that you're just getting little highlights of Disney as opposed to a cohesive narrative. Now, this is, I imagine, this was a huge challenge in developing this book. And I think for what uh, for what the intentions are, it delivers. It delivers from the standpoint of giving context on various aspects of Disney connected to these broader 10 themes. The problem here is that I feel like you're really adept and 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 uh, huge Disney fans are not going to be fully loving this title. It's a it's a good book in terms of size. There are some nice images, but there are a lot of familiar images. It's not like I came across came came away from this feeling like wow I've seen so much that I have not viewed before. Um, it's it's familiar. Um, there's a reliance on secondary sources. There's not necessarily really rich new ori original material and i think for your ardent disney fans uh, especially those who consume books nonfiction, that's what you're seeking so i think that comes across as a disappointment because here's a, a huge new release that is associated with the exhibition and it kind of feels like that this is meant for more of a general audience as opposed to your most hardcore disney fans who want to learn new Disney history, you're not going to get as much of that from here. Um, mind you, are there some small facts that perhaps I hadn't known in the past? Sure. And again, I'm approaching this from the vantage point of someone who's constantly wanting to consume material that is fresh to me. But this book doesn't necessarily um, provide someone like me with that full promise. Now, am I saying this is a bad book? Absolutely not. But it is a book that doesn't necessarily uh, reach all audiences. And when I say all audiences, I mean your Disney fans because of that. So uh, perhaps I'm a bit of a broken record on that front. I think there is some 
disappointment because the expectation of a book like this where you're focusing on 100 years of Disney history is that you're going to be learning a lot more than than what you can find in other popular Disney book releases, particularly from, you know, your Disney editions, um, which has the, um, you know, most extensive set of uh, images and uh, interesting information at times um, about the Walt Disney Company. And, and you know, it just, it's not fully there. Um, there is space given to Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, these uh, acquisitions, which I think is totally appropriate because that's part of the Disney story. There's, um, interestingly, a, a good amount of space for more recent uh, Disney projects and products. Um, I think they were perhaps expecting uh, films like Lightyear and Strange World to have more of an impact because there is space on them. Um, but nonetheless, it's a it's a solid book. Um, it's not a book that I'm going to be returning to as frequently as some of these other um, broader books about the Walt Disney Company. I'll tell you that that book from um, the 100 Years of Magic celebration that focuses on uh, Disney's 100th anniversary at the time, really, it was Walt Disney's 100th anniversary. That, I feel, um, is a lot more interestingly presented because of the timeline format. Not necessarily the most original um groundbreaking information, but I appreciated the delivery of that more than this one. Um, but the story of Disney 100 Years of Wonder is still serving an audience. It's serving folks who um, have come out of that exhibition, perhaps, and want to gather more context. Folks who know some Disney here and there, but want to um, engage with the material further. And you know what? Let this be a, a great introduction. It's just not going to serve as that in-depth, super um, immersive, super uh, revelation of sorts of, of Disney facts. So if you go into it with that mindset, I think it will serve as a very um, a, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling on words here. I think it'll serve as a worthwhile title uh, for for folks who um, are entering with the idea that, you know what, this is a, a good foundation, but I'm going to be complementing this with some other sources. And that's okay. Some books serve that purpose. So altogether, you have four books from Disney Editions that commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. Um, you can see they serve different audiences from learning more about Walt Disney via the quote book or even the commemorative edition of an American original for your art artistry uh, domain. You have the art of coloring, and then for more of a snapshot of Walt Disney, uh, of a snapshot of the Walt Disney Company generally, you have the story of Disney. So it's uh, it's a mixed bag. There are some strengths associated with each of these titles and some uh, disappointments. You know, I would have liked. Um, the art of coloring to perhaps not have been a, as small, like 100 images is great. I would I would welcome more. It was uh, wonderful to see those designs. Uh, the original uh, American original book, there's some new content, but again, this is a, a newer edition. So you have to go in with the mindset that if you know what, if you don't have the prior edition, definitely pick up a copy of this. The official Walt Disney quote book is great. Um, it's also uh, in many ways, complementary to the release from uh, 20 years ago. And as far as the story of Disney, uh, there are some better titles on the history of Dis 
the Walt Disney Company broadly, but this does give you perspective into a lot of different facets. And if that's what you're seeking, I think you'll be quite happy. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, Disney 100 book review roundup uh, of sorts. Uh, and there's going to be more books to come, of course, debuting from Disney editions and from other sources as the year progresses. And as applicable, I'll be reviewing them on the podcast and or bringing on some authors to discuss their new releases. So thanks for listening. And I hope you check out these books further to determine if they deserve to be in your personal libraries as well. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of Notably Disney. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Follow me on Twitter at bnachmanreports. That's B-N-A-C-H-M-A-N reports. And be among the first to find out about the release of new episodes. I also encourage you to send me an email to notablydisney at gmail.com regarding your thoughts of the show, as well as suggestions for content. So until we turn the page on another chapter, I'm Brett, and thanks for listening to Notably Disney. Notably Disney is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. Consequently, the perspectives and opinions expressed by the host and guests are strictly theirs and do not represent the views of the Walt Disney Company and its employees. The main purpose of the Notably Disney podcast is to offer information and critiques about the Walt Disney Company.